Welcome to the Cars and Caffeine Podcast. I'm Ken. I am Brandon. And this is episode 52. 5-2. Ray Lewis edition. We're middle-aged. No, we're we're not middle-aged. Yeah, 50 is middle-aged, right? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the middle of my fucking life. If I live to be 100... You never know, man. Technology today. Supposedly, the first person that's going to live to 150 is already born now. Yeah. I don't know. I heard it somewhere. What if that person gets hit by a car? Well... Then their cousin might make it for him. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe their offspring will live to 152. That's big, ripe old age. Your ripe. skin will be falling off you and shit. That's a rough age to have. But yeah. we got a special podcast today. Yeah, we got um, Big Mike coming on the podcast. We're just waiting the for him. Big Mike. The Big Mike. Yeah. If anybody knows anything about imports and Hondas and everything, especially Hondas, especially Hondas, yeah. you would know who this guy is. Yeah. He's been on multiple. Covers of magazines, Honda Tuning, um, Street, or Speed Hunters, um, Super Street. He's, he's been top which 10 I think Super SEMA. Street. He's, he's done a lot of, a Super, lot of stuff. <laughs> Super Street is what Honda Tuning used to be, right? It changed over to Super Street. Uh, that's I have no idea of that answer. You're asking the wrong guy. I think. I, I could I, be wrong. No magazine wizard over here. <laughs> I thought I heard someone say that. but Okay. We'll go with it then. <laughs> I could be wrong. You never know. All right. Um, so he's... he's an amazing car builder. I mean, he has a prelude that he's built three times over. Most people do a build, sell it, or maybe change a couple of things. No, this guy has completely rebuilt this car. When I think of like, hey, what are you doing to switch up the car next year? You know, wheels. What are you doing to change your car? Like, that's it. That <laughs> Most people don't do no. what he did. He, he tore this whole car apart. He gutted this thing out, changed literally everything. Everything. Other Every, than the, the Vintag, maybe. That's maybe the bolt. original piece left. Yeah. <laughs> Every nut and bolt. Yeah, it's, like, it's nuts. I can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be fun. But yeah, he'll be calling in a little bit. But until then, we're just going to chat it up like old days. Yeah, episode 52. So let's go back to Red Dead for a minute here. Because uh, we were trying to play again last night. And we keep getting fucked. This online thing is killing me right now. Yeah, I don't. Oh shit! Hey. I don't know what's going on, but it was like glitching and stuff last time we were playing. When's that shit gonna be like fully out? Do you know? I hope soon, cause I'm I'm expecting something big. But you know what we should do until it's ready? Play some Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go buy that. I think. Grand Theft Auto is more fun sometimes because you get in a car and just take off. You can run people over. <sighs> you can kind of run people over with a horse, but it's not as dramatic. I I trampled some people or stampled <laughs> whatever stampeded whatever you wanna call it. Yeah, and if you hit a, some if you hit a tree with your car, you don't usually die, or your Dude, horse doesn't die. No, no, you don't. <laughs> but yeah, we. I was like getting so frustrated last night trying to play. I was like, "Dude, this isn't even fun." I'll just shut this shit off. But it's also Super Bowl today. Yeah, who you got? Um, I I'm rooting for the Rams, but. Yeah. I honestly think the Patriots are going to beat the shit out of them, to be honest with you. I think everybody thinks the Patriots are going to win. I think even Rams fans think the Patriots are going to win, but they're secretly hoping they're not, obviously. Oh, I think it's going to be like a 38-20 kind of game. Like I think the Patriots are going to put a good lead on them early. I just hope whatever points it is, it ends in my Super Bowl square. I got a 0 and a 4. That's pretty that's good. That's not number. bad. No, 24-20, that could be a score. Easily. I mean, I, I just said the opposite. I think it's going to be a little higher than that for the Patriots. I think they're going to... Probably start pretty strong, but the Patriots are always like the the ball in their hands, last minute win the game kind of team. Yeah. So if they end up winning by a couple points under a touchdown, like thirty one twenty eight something like that, last minute score a touchdown, win the game, I could see that shit happening too. Yeah. But I feel like they're gonna win. Unfortunately, it's convenient that uh, Boston beat the Dodgers in the World Series, and now Boston's probably gonna beat the Rams, in my opinion, in the fucking 
Super Bowl. Boston versus LA twice in the same year for two major sports. Oh, it was the Dodgers they beat? That's oh, what yeah, I just I said. Think yeah, yeah. No, you I know that's that what together. You, no, I know that's what you just <laughs> that's said. What but, I was getting at there. Okay, yeah, I didn't think about the LA Dodgers, LA Rams. Yeah, yeah. But the LA Rams weren't the LA Rams; they were St. Louis Rams. Well, they were originally LA Rams, and they back, moved to St. Yeah, Louis. Now so, back to LA, so they're back to their original team. Now. I guess they didn't like Missouri. Who does? I don't Let's know. Be honest. I mean, the only thing cool about Missouri that I know of is the arches. What? What's so cool about it? You can take pictures of them. It's an arch. Take a picture. Ar- yeah, architecture. Also, f- don't take a picture. It's already there. There's a thousand pictures of that thing. Yeah, but I can make a cooler picture or something that <laughs> someone else didn't make. It's a fucking arch. Like, oh, look at that. Somebody built a thing that does. What, what does it do? Does it attract aliens or some shit? Like, what does it do? It might. Uh, do you walk through it and you go back in time? That would be cool if it was a portal. It's very possible. Nobody's ever tried it. All right. Let's put it this way. All right. Well, I'm, maybe I'm retracting my statements. Here. If somebody <laughs> did try to do it and they went back in time, would we know? Maybe. If they couldn't come back. If they came, if they went back in time from now and we're still here now, something you'd think something would have changed. They would have been like, listen, we got to do a couple different things. Not if they locked them up because they thought it was crazy. First off, we got to keep muscle cars powerful through the 70s and 80s and 90s. Let's keep them strong the whole way through. Speaking <laughs> of that, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. They had Richard Rollins on it, and they were talking about I that. I didn't hear that one. No, I started listening to it. It's pretty good so far. Speaking of Richard Rawlings, uh, wasn't Mike on uh, one of his shows? He's right? involved Fast in that uh, 280Z build. Yeah. 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 We'll have to... Uh, Get some info on that. Definitely. See what it was like to work with those guys. Yeah. It's cool that they take the import world and the muscle car world and they like, intertwine them and make it really cool. That's what's going on these days. It's good. I like it. Look at Jeremy. You know, it's what he's doing at 45 with that, or it's what he did with that Camaro, I should the say. The one Jay-Z you know? Camaro, yeah. It's a lot. A lot of guys are expanding, changing shit up, making it cool. Look what Chris did with his 49. Blast. Blasphemous. <laughs> I love he calls it Blast, like yeah. it's his old girl. <laughs> you know, me and Blast are going to drive-in tonight. <laughs> he rides around with that skeleton in the car. Right? I so can't funny. wait to for Adirondack Nationals again this year. I didn't that. even get to go last year. You got to go this year. Yeah, I should be able to. Yeah. Last year I went on vacation for the second time in the same month. So In the same place. Yeah, it was really <laughs> redundant, but it was fun. Did you see anything crazy the first time? Um, No. Wait, did I go... Did I go down before H2O or after H2O? It was before, Four, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there was like a hurricane coming through that week, and that shit sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Was it really windy and stuff like that with the hurricane coming in? Yeah, it was a fucking wind vortex everywhere really? you went. Well, know? that's true. If you think about the way those buildings are made, those Dude, I felt like Jack alleyways. on the Titanic. Just like my <laughs> arms out, standing in the wind, holding me up. It was fucking strong. Did you jump into water and die with Tegan on a piece of wood? No. Tegan was polite and <laughs> scooched over and let me fucking hang out on it with her. She didn't make you stay in Bitch the water. She didn't make me drown and freeze to death and just like crack my wrists off and let me sink to the bottom of the ocean. No. Tegan's nice. I still can't believe she did that. Right? And she was supposed to be in love with him. Yeah. She took his big ass diamond that, well, he didn't give it to her, I guess. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Yeah, it's like, it's man, I'm mixing that movie. up. That was from her rich fiance, was the diamond. Yeah. Whatever it was. Who was an asshole Heart to of her. the ocean, right? Wasn't he an asshole to her? Yeah, Billy Zane. That's who that was, yeah. Yeah. He was in, what else was he in? Zoolander. Made a great cameo in Zoolander. <laughs> that movie was so Wasn't dumb. he a Punisher at one point? Didn't he do a Punisher movie? I think Way so, Way back? Yeah. He was like in a cave on an island or some shit. That Terrible. movie was so dumb, Zoolander. Terrible. Wait, what? Zoolander was so dumb. I'm offended. 
I thought you were saying the Punisher movie was dumb. No, the original Punisher was good. I'm I'm walking out of here. We had this conversation last time. We're we're having it again. <laughs> Zoolander is not. It's definitely stupid funny to me. There's a lot of dumb. Oh, shit, I'm not but saying it's, it's not funny. I'm just saying it's stupid. As in, it's well, you stupid. said it was dumb. Well, there's parts of it that are funny, but it wasn't like a. Sh- it wasn't like one of the Adam Sandler's better movies. I'll put it that way. Well, good thing because Adam Sandler wasn't in Zoolander. Oh no, that's Ben Stiller. I'm sorry, <laughs> it wasn't one of Ben Stiller's better movies. Uh, Actually, I don't. I don't even what, think. Ben what St- is his best movie? That he doesn't your- have a lot of great movies. Ben Stiller's you're funny. High, dude. You are not. I mean, you're not high, I'm but. Not- <laughs> No, maybe I'm, it should be because Ben Stiller's hilarious. In he is in some movies, um, like uh, the Meet the Fockers. That was a good movie. Yeah, um, the second one was pretty good. Third one was eh. Um, How many times do you need to meet the parents again? Meet like, or yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Long Came Polly was the dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen. Yeah, him and Jen Franson. I did not like that movie. Not the it. funniest part in it was when the guy with no shirt on was playing basketball and they like kind of jumped into his face and got face sweat all over. What him. about there's something about Mary? That of course is hilarious. Yeah, but you don't like Zoolander? It was okay. I am. It wasn't am the, It wasn't his greatest. That's all I'm saying. Well, one yeah. of his better movies was Dodgeball. Dodgeball, Dodgeball great. classic. W h i t e white. <laughs> he starts throwing wrenches at him. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. <laughs> he starts so throwing great. wrenches at them. He wasn't throwing wrenches at him. You're mixing that shit up. No, I'm not. The guy in the wheelchair. Rip Torn. That's yeah. not Ben fucking Stiller. No, I know that. I'm oh, just saying. Uh, the guy oh, in the wheelchair. Well you, well, you said he. Like We were just talking about Ben Stiller. You threw me off there. No, I just meant the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, that dude. What a great name. Rip Torn. Oh, I don't think it's his real name. Obviously. <laughs> but that's what he goes by. That's how he's famous. Rip Torn. Rip motherfucking Torn. Men in Black. Yeah, I remember him. Men in Black. I don't really know He was else. like the main guy. He was the boss. Yeah. There's J and K. Yeah. Tommy <laughs> Lee. Will. They did three times. The first one was There's good. another Men in Black coming out, I think. A fourth one? Yeah, and it's not with Will Smith, though. I think it's... Well, that's retarded. Well, you know, sometimes things happen. Yeah, but... <laughs> Just like Ghostbusters. Yeah, They're well... doing another Ghostbusters now, and they're going back to, like, all men Ghostbusters this time. Is it going to be the original like, guys? Like, how many fucking different Ghostbusters The original guys? Crews? I don't think so. That's... I think the, the director's son, the guy, Harold Ramis, who directed the original, yeah. his son is directing this one now. Harold Ramis was in the first one. And he was director. He I was think. Egon. Yeah. Harold Ramis was behind a lot of old school movies that are huge. Yeah. Most people don't even realize. Yep. Everybody's probably like, who the fuck's Harold Ramis? It's a weird name. The dude with the glasses. Yeah. Egon. Get him, Egon. That guy. Egon, get him. So who are you rooting for today? I'm definitely not rooting for the Patriots. As much as, okay, here's the scenario. It's tough. Like, I don't like the Patriots. Uh-huh. The good part about it, if they won and win, it just cements the legacy much more, and just it's an awesome story that he's been that many times. He's got five Super Bowl rings. He's getting another one. Maybe, maybe. I'm just saying if he wins, but I don't want to see them win again because they've won so much, and it'd be cool to see the Rams win again. But if they do, it's just a cool story that he's been able to do that. That they're that good, and there's so many people out there that say Tom Brady's a cheater. Really, he cheats all the time, and every single time he wins. Come on. Yeah, he's the best at it. I mean, as much <laughs> whether you like him or not, you cannot deny the fact that he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and especially at short throw passes and medium throw passes. That's what he does. He's not a long ball guy. He's uh, a, dude, he he can be though. He can be. Remember when Randy Moss was on that team, fucking sprinting down the sideline like well, a goddamn gazelle? Well, when you have Randy Moss, you got to do that. He made those passes. He can throw the ball wherever you need it. That's how. Wes Welker became a fucking all-pro great, like, 
probably I don't, I don't, I'd say Hall of Famer, honestly. Yeah. You know, like Julian Edelman, these little dudes that are just slot receivers. He'll put the ball exactly where they need to be. Like it doesn't matter down the field. Long, it's he's just he's too goddamn good. It's frustrating. I'm genuinely like upset that they're in a Super Bowl. <laughs> Drives me nuts. You know what though? You got to blame the Chiefs. You know why? Because if they hadn't committed that penalty, they would have got the interception and it would have been over. The fucking idiot stood on the goddamn line. Like, how do you? How do you? How are you offsides? You know, I bet you he hates himself Your so much. Your whole now. life, you stood on the right side of that line. <laughs> the biggest moment of your life, you're like, you know what? I got an idea. I'm gonna get just a little closer for this one. And then when he says hike, I'm gonna get to him. It's like you fucking idiot. Because they intercepted it and it would have been over. This whole super, like, bo- neither of these teams potentially should have been no, here. The Saints, of that penalty. Like, granted, the Saints may not have got a touchdown. They may have still got the field goal, but that should have been a penalty it, for sure. That was a fucking pass interference oh, all goddamn day. There's no way you can say that's not. Oh. They even fined him for it because of the hit. Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah, was, then he got, the dude who hit him got a helmet to helmet fine, like 20, 20 grand, I think it was. Well, not only was it a pass interference, but it was. A, what was it, no look hit or whatever? He wasn't even like helmet to helmet too. Yeah. 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 So I mean, and he drilled him, hitting a, on what is it, uh, something defend? Oh, yeah. un un or defend, uh, defenseless, defenseless player or something like that. Player. Yeah. Whatever the term this yeah. they use, but it was a goddamn penalty, and I'm offended. <laughs> so. So um, I just got a message from Big Mike. Oh, We're yeah. still waiting on him. So I was just a little confused. He's an extra hour yes, behind. he's three hours behind us. So He's out in Cali then. It'll be still another half hour before we talk to him. So we'll just do our little thing here and then we'll talk he's to him. He's on the West Coast. Yeah. Are you ready for the Super Bowl? Yeah. I'm eating all kinds of goddamn food today. Really? Hell yeah. Like lots of fattening foods and stuff. It's the Super Bowl. Of course. What <laughs> else would you eat? I got chicken wings ready. We got fucking little, what are they called? Oh, fucking, what are the little hot dogs and, like, crescent rolls called? Um, Beef. No, what are they? Pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket, yeah. I'm not a big fan of them. I'm not a big fan of hot dogs, so. You're the most un-American person I've ever met in my life. I grew up eating so many hot dogs, I got sick of them. Plus, I know what they're really made of. It just makes me want to puke. You get all beef hot dogs. They still come from the shit of the cow. It's beef. It's not like it's random fucking pig asshole. No, it's cow asshole. No, it's cow brain his tongue, oh, his eyeball. Yeah, that makes it better. It's hoof. It's <laughs> I would say they definitely don't put brain in there. That's how you get mad cow, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. let's not do that. But yeah, all beef. Delicious. What else we got? Oh, we're making poutine. What the fuck is that? It's like uh, fucking french fries with gravy and cheese. So good. I just French fries and ketchup is good for me. Uh, have you had it with gravy? It doesn't sound that good to me. I don't, I'm again, very particular about again, french fries. Either again. dry with just salt or dip them in ketchup. I don't even like ketchup all over them. That annoys me. Yeah, that's sloppy. Only do that at Lebanon Valley once in a while because you got to get that big fucking pump squirter thing and it just sprays. And it goes wherever you got to get a separate go. container. That's what I do. I don't think they have them. I just get an extra one. I you ask, ask for one, for one just yeah. for a ketchup? Damn right. Dunking? I don't want my ketchup on my fries. You don't even like fries. that much ketchup. You just said it. You get a whole separate container just I for the I don't like dunking. that much ketchup on my fries. On the side of them, though? Like on them or next to them. You just, do you ever dip ketchup? Or no. Do you ever dip fries in anything other than ketchup? Nope. Well, you're fucking missing out, dude. No, Cheese not. and gravy. Nah. Get your entire life together and try them. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't either. What are you having for the Super Bowl? Um, Lasagna. 
lasagna. Yeah, cats make lasagna. Is it? Is that a Super Bowl tradition in your house? Why <laughs> is now? Since when do people just have lasagna for the Super We're Bowl? We're changing it up. What the fuck? I got pizza, wings. Well, we got pizza for lunch. Snacks. We got DiGiorno. It's not delivery. I got Capri Suns. <laughs> you and your Capri Suns, you fucking six-year-old Who doesn't like here. a Capri Sun? Um, well, my child might, but he's two. Yeah. Give him one. I bet he loves it. It's all natural well, juice. The only bad thing about Capri Suns is they find mold in them sometimes, so we don't get That's it why them. they have clear bottoms. So oh, you they can do look have clear them. bottoms yeah. now? Oh, okay. just they look didn't at used it. to. No, that's why they yeah. started doing clear bottles. You can check it and be like, okay, enough floating in there. Speaking of mold, I, I don't know if this really has to do with mold, but I read an article about some dude in Belgium. He ate a plate of spaghetti that had been sitting out for like five days. And, and died. And died, yeah. I thought it was a college student. College student, yeah. Oh, that wasn't in America? No, it was Belgium. Well, his neck. Idiot. Who the fuck eats spaghetti that's been sitting out on the I counter? I thought for, for sure five? that happened in New York. No. I figured somebody at a SUNY school <laughs> was like, you got that spaghetti still? <laughs> it's probably good, right? Just microwave it. It'll kill any bacteria that's been growing on it. Whatever. I'm get that spaghetti. Five days. What do you think is going to happen to it? Isn't it going to be fucking rock hard? You would think. The spaghetti. Like, do you just sprinkle some water on it and it yeah. came back to life? But you're stupid. Like, that. that yeah. that's just not that's something like, you, you know do. what? There's a lot of that roadkill squirrel out on the street still. I mean. You know what? People eat that up, though, and cook it and eat it. I've seen. Not vid- seven days later. Like, if they hit it, they'll pull over and no, be no. like, oh, I could take that. I've seen videos on. I forget what channel, but there's dudes going around collecting yeah, it was like TLC. roadkill. Yeah. yeah, and they eat it. Like fresh roadkill, though. They don't know if it's fresh. They just find it on the road, and they take it. Well, They take out what they can It's usually eat. pretty obvious if it's fresh if or if it's been sitting there for a couple of days. Usually, but they yeah. do cook it, so yeah. that probably helps kill them. Oh, kind it's of so that nasty. That is so gross. Can't say I do it. What's, like, what's, the, uh, what's the... What would you eat? If you hit a deer, would you like cut a back strap out of it and eat it? That's okay still. If I hit it and it was in good shape, yeah. I mean, if you don't damage the meat, then yeah. If you hit the animal, would you eat it? Yeah. If I didn't damage the meat, you have to check because some well, meat could be damaged if it's bruised shit. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I love deer meat. What if you hit a squirrel? Would you eat that? I don't know how much is going to be left of the squirrel. What kind of wilderness would you eat if you hit it? Would you eat a raccoon? No, I would never eat a raccoon. They're fucking scavengers. They're nasty animals. Might be nice. Pigs are scavengers. Pigs are delicious. Pigs eat meat, too. Pigs eat fucking everything. Pigs eat trash. It's true. It's delightful. I had bacon this morning. <laughs> Wonderful. I don't know. I just, nobody eats raccoons, really. How do you know? Well, you don't know what I'm eating today. <laughs> I got <laughs> raccoon wings, too, today. I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> would you go out and kill it? <laughs> yeah. I shot him. I had a trash can out front, and I lured him in. We got a, um, it's either a bobcat or a fisher out in our backyard. Dude, I, fishers freak me out. They, they look like, like Tales from the Crypt type animals. Well, like, I, couldn't that's not he- a real I couldn't see it, but I could hear it, and Bailey was going crazy. I was like, was it are you sure it wasn't just your neighbor's cat no my neighbors don't have a cat what about your other neighbors and it was super loud like you know all these neighbors around you yes and the guy who lives next door says it's a fisher or a bobcat does he shoot it with a bow and arrow (laughs) no but he is rambo try right he probably will (laughs) shoot it with a blow dart (laughs) 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 fucking spit at it (laughs) he's always out there i wonder how i wonder how far like accurate you could shoot a blow dart and actually kill something. I don't know. Indians did it for a while. I think they might still in certain countries, in like jungly type countries. Yeah. I mean, there's people, there's indigenous people all over that still live on islands and shit. Like that one dude who went to the island to try and make friends with these people who don't want anything to do with us. Yeah. And, and then he, they killed him. They them. killed him, yeah. yeah. After people told him not to go because. They well, he was on a fucking death trip. Like that guy is out of his goddamn mind. He was going to try and like convert them to Christians or something. Yeah. Like, and he already knew, like, they were, they were going to kill They were aggressive that. people. Yeah, because right. they, they, like, almost got taken out forever ago. So then they were like, anyone ever that looks like those, we're killing them. 
Well, there you go. Maybe he should have made himself look like them. Like, hey, hey, guys, hey, I'm friend. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got thunk, arrow. Thunk, 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 arrows. Thunk. I got Another a Bible. One. I got a Bible. I want to talk to they you guys. They probably fucking ran up, cut his tongue out of his <laughs> mouth, skinned his head off, like carried it back to the hut. Like, look, we killed a whitey. And then they left his ass on the beach. <laughs> Let the fucking water just wash him away. Idiot. People are dumb. Are people supposed to feel bad for that guy? I don't because he knew. I don't because you shouldn't fuck right. around. Just leave him, leave him alone. Just like that dude in Belgium. Hey, Who they're the f- doing just fine. Clearly, Who? they've been living without anyone's help. They're still there. Like, yeah. I won't eat something if it hasn't been in the refrigerator like after three hours. If you leave it out for three hours, I will not eat it. This guy left it out for five days. Oh, I'm not like that. I'll I'll make a pizza for lunch and leave that shit sitting on top of the stove until dinner and then go eat it again. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. Why? It's just sitting there. What do you think happens if you go into a pizza place and there's just pizza sitting on the counter? It's under heat, though. No, it's not. It's in a glass box. If you walk into any pizza place, it's on a shelf right as soon as you're near, near the door, too. It's not under lights. I don't think it's there for that long, though. You ever work in a pizza place? No. It's there. How long? It depends how busy it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's places like I Love in Troy. That whole counter, none of that shit's under a heat lamp, and that shit's sitting there all day. Some of those ZD pizzas, you think that shit's selling out? <laughs> fuck that. that Who I the guarantee fuck you that. Those little beef patty, like, packet things they got on the counters. Who eats ZD pizza? People in Troy. People of Troy. Is that a website? Like, people of Walmart? No, but there's Enjoy Troy. Yeah, it's not the same. No. No, I'm talking about making fun of people in Troy. Oh, no. Well, whatever. Remember that guy that tried to take my fucking camera bag? Yeah. And we went back and you found his ass. <laughs> I jumped out of the car. Yeah. He's like, oh, I thought I was trying to return it to somebody. What? Hmm? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you were just taking that shit. <laughs> he had it around his back and everything like it was his. Yeah. I was like, that's my fucking bag. I only wanted it. I didn't even care much about the bag. It was just I wanted my battery and the other shit. I or ordered new batteries. Yeah, I saw that. Ordered new filter. Ordered a bunch of things for the camera do you have the second battery thing like me or no i don't remember if you had that the uh, the larger pack no i don't want it no fucking things big enough as it is a second battery that's this big i could easily keep in my bag and not have to have this extra bulky shit on the bottom of the camera yeah but you can easily just switch to that when it's dead like if you need it in a hard little one yeah pop the thing open slides right out it's fucking super easy (laughs) and i don't have to add all that extra weight to the thing it already weighs like eight pounds they're big hammers. How much does it weigh with the lens, you think? Probably close to eight pounds. Really? Probably. Jesus I don't know. Christ. Let's look up the weight. We start doing curls while I'm hanging out the window doing rollers. <laughs> Nikon D750 weight. <laughs> Such a random thing to try to think about, but it's like, they're, they're fucking heavy. 1.7 pounds. And that's without the lens. So yeah, maybe maybe five pounds with a lens on there. Weight with battery, 1.7. Oh, that's, okay, yeah, 1.7 pounds with battery. So with the lens, let's see what the Sigma. <laughs> this is fascinating stuff. <laughs> Keep tuning in. We're talking weight of camera gear right now. <laughs> Almost a pound. So, 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 so it's really like three pounds altogether. I when feel you like add, it's more than that. Uh, how much does the memory card weigh? <laughs> a tenth of an ounce? <laughs> like, what the fuck are we? Yeah. Well, well, I took 600 pictures, so that probably weighed it down. <laughs> probably. All those pictures in there. Yeah. It's holding all those fucking pictures of water, too. It's very heavy. So did you want to check out that rye wire? Yeah, One man. of the guys that uh, assisted with Mike's build before we get talking to Mike here? The rye wire dude's crazy. Like, 
Rywire was established in 2000. Rywire, one word. R-Y. Wire. W-I-R-E. 2005, I was the go-to guy in my area for not being too scared to tackle wiring projects. And um, oh, schematics. I just started kind of escalating <laughs> from there. We're Shit really terrifies known me. for our Hondas and our engine bays. I would like to have a tidied up engine bay in the all track. It's so cramped, packed full of shit. Hire this guy. Um, no. Why not? He does Hondas. But he also does drift cars and Pikes Peak cars and all kinds of other stuff. Those guys got money. I'm poor. And we do a really good job doing it. So just to show you guys basically how we build these harnesses. Look at that. It's crazy. Essentially layer by layer. So many wires. So we're looking at about a horse tail full of wires. Easily. He's just got like a fistful, twisting them all together, making them like a... Look how clean and neat though he is with it. So good at it. Giving us maximum flexibility. Nice. Extremely flexible and motorsport grade. Motorsport grade. If you're changing your engine computer, if you're... I wonder how you get into some shit like this like you just start doing it probably like, and then eventually go to school and figure out how to wire a goddamn motor that goes in a toyota and stick it in a honda like how do you do that they look really good and you guys fascinate me when you have the ability to figure this shit out real quick makes it easy because to me it's like mind-boggling i'm like how the fuck did they manage to figure that shit out extremely talented look at that so clean everything's just so uniformed underneath the core support it's a dual pass design it looks sick water will come in It'll cool. It'll so, down this tank. Rywire runs his, again, his own company. Do you know where it's based out of? So California. California. I guess when they met, um, well, we can just talk size. to him about it. Um, yeah, pause that one. Let him explain it. Big Mike. Like the, They had a cool story about how they met and everything like that and started working together. I f think it was, it might have been either this prelude or another one, they built in the driveway under a carport, just in the driveway. That seems to be the way to do it if you want to impress people at SEMA. Isn't that what Riley started? What Riley did, yeah. yeah. We got to talk to Riley. Hell yeah. I've, I've messaged him a couple times. He's t he's probably been messaged by a lot of people sure. at this point. <laughs> and he may not even see that. You know how sometimes you don't see your message oh, request. Yeah. If it's somebody you've never talked to, yeah. get a request. So so remember how uh, Schwa asked me to send him Tegan's link? Yeah. I sent it to him. I'm <laughs> I had a lot of fun talking to him. Yeah, he was cool as shit. Good, good episode. Yeah. I, I kind of hope he'd like actually does get a chance to come up something weak to cars and caffeine maybe i mean that's a long ride for that but it would be cool if he just if he did or if we can get this potential nighttime one really hyped yeah and get some dudes to show up that would be awesome but yeah that nighttime show hopefully that thing gets approved and is is awesome we can get is some. it gonna be in the same spot you think no they're talking thinking? about doing well i don't know i don't know if any of it's public knowledge did he say it online I don't. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. How else would I've heard it? It's not like I'm in the I'm in the inside fucking loop over here. You might be. Either way, You're in the secret I thought society. I was talking about a parking garage type scenario. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's that'd why. be cool. Like Token or Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Essentially, yeah. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. But all right. Well, looks like Big Mike's about to call in. So uh, soon after this, we'll be back with Big Mike. Yeah. And we got Big Mike on the podcast right now. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks I pre for calling in so early. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I know you're busy. I know you know time is uh, important to everybody, and we appreciate you taking some time and uh, coming on the podcast and talking with us for a little bit. Yeah, no problem. You know, um, it's all about planning and 
we're able to make it happen. So uh, happy to be here. Thank you, man. Um, you know, so one thing I wanted to talk about that I've been listening to your podcast a lot lately is the Think Bigger Project and like where that came from and where it stemmed from and how that all started. I mean, really, the uh, the premise behind it is just one that came from observation. I mean, it's really that simple. You, It doesn't have to just be in the automotive culture, you know, media, politics, you know, uh, conspiracy theories. I mean, you <laughs> name it. There's all kinds of stuff that's yep. just floating around. And the um, the Internet is this place where there's just information and misinformation just flowing all over the place at all times, you know? Mm-hmm. And people... Um, they uh they watch reality tv they they have social media accounts and and specifically in the automotive world you know it's it's really no different i mean people are um taking everything at face value so they they follow a page or a um like on instagram or a youtube channel or something and they um they're just they somehow have been convinced that that's reality that that's how everything works, that's how everyone's life works, and they need to keep up with that pace of modification uh, because X, Y, and Z person's doing it. And and it's um, it's not real. Um, and so the Think Bigger project was, was created more, in my humble opinion, out of necessity. It's just putting everything in one place in an organized brand and movement and way of thinking that people can get behind that actually benefits them. Yeah. So that's why it was, it's called that, and it's not called the uh, Build a Better Car Project. <laughs> right, so yeah. It's yeah. not about cars. It's bigger than that. And um, if I made an automotive company, if I, made a, uh, if I just started selling shirts and stickers that were automotive-based, I would honestly probably do way better. Yeah. Mm. But that's not, I'm not in it to just sell people something, you know? Mm-hmm. It's um, it, it, it's a needed. People need to think bigger. And, and that's kind of like one of those things that's so broad. And it's like telling someone, hey, I don't want you to think about a white elephant, right? So now you're going to think about a white elephant. It's kind of the reverse of that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you tell someone to think bigger? So the one of the best ways to do that is to show, not you know, you know, show them by, by, um, your action, you know? So my actions and my success and the things that I've had happen, it's not because I have, uh, connections or I'm lucky or, or whatever. It's simply because I think differently. And when you think differently, you move differently. Yeah. That's it. Definitely. So so to get to this stage, to be able to have that view of of life and and outlook on where we are in the world how did you get to where you're at how how did you get into the automotive business to be able to get to a platform where you can have the opportunity to put other thoughts out there and and help make people start looking at things a little differently i mean whether you're a, a person with you know no social media accounts or with thousands upon thousands of followers you know in in the end we're all equal we're just people but Mm -hmm. the difference is is what you allow yourself to see in the world around you and and um it just you know as far as in the automotive sector like you're talking about i mean uh over time different different
different vehicles that I've owned have been recognized um, over the last, you know, I don't know, 13, 15 years. Um, been in, in uh, you know, starting 08, I've been on the cover of um, uh, magazines from here to the UK, Honda Tuning, Bonsai Magazine in the UK, Super Street. Uh, I write for them. Um, I shoot. Um, I wear a lot of hats, you know, so I, I contribute. <laughs> yeah. I, I contribute. Long before, you know, a lot. Okay, so a lot of people who are a little bit newer or younger or whatever term you'd like to use in mm-hmm. the scene, they're going to think of 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 me as a, a an MC or host, a car show judge, because that's what they see me doing, sure. and I do do that a lot in the last, you know, four or five years, right? But before that, I was writing uh, for uh, various print and digital publications in the sport compact world. Um, and then I, I have always had cars, so my cars have been on the cover of magazines. And I feel very blessed that the, the mainstream kind of world and the, and the scene embraced my builds because they were sometimes diff- different. I would use a different set of wheels that people wouldn't necessarily like, like on my Civic in, uh, you know, 03, 04, 05. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, utilizing a Prelude chassis, and I have an Accord wagon, and I just do stuff. You know, I do stuff from I observe and study builds around me from within and with and outside of the sport compact world and the tuner segment. Uh, from attending SEMA for years and being able to to really sit there and and observe and study these, uh, you know, some of the best builds on planet Earth. You know, stuff like that. I didn't allow myself to get tunneled. Um, uh, just kept, you know, studying and expanding myself and being appreciative of, of everything around me. And, and that led to winning, you know, a whole series of first places at the different events that I would attend. And after a while, it was like, would you like to judge for this particular event? And then that was wow. what opened up the door for, you know, uh, that to become another very large segment of, of the multifaceted career that I have. So... I think I think all of those things, you know, would are what people call street credibility. You know, like I'm not just like some random person mm-hmm. who came out of nowhere and now I'm judging them at a car show. People remember and see saw me winning and saw me in or writing magazine features and that that you know that resume is deep. And then being able to to um, to get to a point where people would message me and ask me things and say you should make a YouTube channel, you should start a podcast, you know, you should do these types of things and and whether I have thought about it or not, once you hear enough people say that, you know, it definitely stimulates the thought process even more and and it kind of just expedites itself until we are right here, you know. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I I didn't realize that you had a a 15 year basically background in this. Um, I, I've been following for a little while, but Ken knows yeah. a lot more honestly than, than I do even. And it's funny to me. Because yeah. Most people, most people don't except for the, you know, the guys my age or older who yeah. remember, but I mean, it's just natural, man. It's, yeah. it's generations and time, you know, even yeah. if somebody got into this 10 years ago, uh, they're going to have seen my prelude on the cover of Honda tuning, uh, in 2008, different color, different look, just whole different thing. And that's why a lot of people think that I'm a, a quote-unquote, they call me like a prelude guy. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of the people do because they've, they've only seen me with a prelude sure. in magazines. So makes sense, but yeah. it's not correct. 
but it makes sense, yeah. right? Um, but, oh, yeah, it's deep, man. I mean, I bought my first car in 99, so it's actually 20 years. Wow. So and if been... you want to talk about when I was reading the magazines that I ended up being a writer for or being featured in, I was reading them since the mid-90s. Right. So what really a feeling, too. How, how you want to start counting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be so surreal for you for to grow up reading those magazines and then one day be featured in them and then writing for them yeah. and taking pictures for them. Dude, I, I don't um I don't ever let things like that um go over my head or be taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh I don't, man. I mean, that's another thing. That's that's part of life and what you make of life is I I don't do that, man. I don't take it for granted. There's people that I grew up um hearing about and companies and 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 you know different types of of people within our community that were like the head editors and writers for say super street and now you know they're all all their numbers are in my phone and we we associate and hang out and 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 um you know some of them are interviewing me uh and i'm or i'm interviewing them in a different context and it's, it's it's completely completely surreal and a trip um because you know, like, like I was a kid at one point, <laughs> reading about them, and now we, you know, go have lunch and talk about life. It's pretty right. random, to be honest with you. It's so, awesome, though. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely awesome, man. I feel very, I feel very blessed with this type of stuff all the time because I'm living, you know, a, a dream that I didn't even know I had back then. Right. All right. That's one thing that I really liked about you. Like, I first started listening to you and learning about you from Christian Lowe's podcast. That's really where I got oh, into okay. it. Um, and then after listening to that, you know, I researched more into you and then obviously I started listening to your podcast and, you know, I can tell just from listening to you that you're obviously very appreciative and you don't let any of this fame or any of this go to your head and you're very down to earth and you're very, um, talkable guy. You can, anybody can come up and talk relatable. to you. Relatable. That's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> um, anybody can come up and talk to you and, you know, the fact that you answer all your DMS, which, you know, it's very hard to find it in a person, especially someone in the public eye. You know, that's unfortunate because. I mean, we're all human beings, man. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, of course. Like, there's this thing about people that love, like, famous people. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about celebrities. And I and I have a very, very difficult type, ty, uh, um, time understanding that. I mean, they're... I'm a, I'm a relatively well-read, intelligent human being, but there are certain things that just completely escape me, and one of those things is fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the very concept of being a celebrity. I mean, obviously, it's easy to use a, 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 a more like dramatic example, like maybe like actors or, or like big sure. famous athletes, right? Right. Yeah. But the concept's the same. So. It's a person who has a bigger voice than you in the sense of their their presence online or the amount yeah. of people they can reach, whether yeah. with their reality TV show or with their um, you know millions of followers on a social media account. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's just a human being who's telling you something that could be wrong, that could be right. It's just their opinion, right? Yeah. Yep. It's their perspective and... and People treat it like it's biblical. Yeah, right. I mean, it's fascinating to me. Like, a regular human being who, because of various things, has developed some kind of larger... It doesn't even have to be, you know, 
like massive, like like these extreme examples. It could be, like you say, narrow it down back to what we're talking about. I'm just a person, man. I'm a, I'm a car guy. I have built cars, love cars. I have, before I knew how to work on a car, I mean, how did I learn how to work on a car? I learned how to work on a car. And I mean, I'm, I'm clearly no master expert or anything, but, but I only know what I know because I didn't know it before, and I would take it to shops mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. and pay them to do it, like right. like all of us did at some point. Right. And, and I, you know, I had to get scammed a bunch of times. <laughs> or uh, even something not that negative, it was just where I, I said, that's, I don't have the money for that right now. So it can't be that hard. And someone was like, I have some tools, and I've done it once. And, you know, we're all younger, and then it just kind of turns into a necessity-based thing. And so you just have to try to figure it out, and sometimes you end up breaking something or hurting yourself or, yep, you know, yeah. I don't know, stripping a bull head or something. And um, and that's how you learn. Um, but, you know, in the end, if if, if social media crashed, you know, like, it doesn't define who I am, and I, I traveled to so many events all across the country and the world, judging and hosting and emceeing, and I shake, you know, thousands of hands a year, that that's one of the things that I, I feel very blessed to have, is the opportunity to interact with friends and fans and followers in a very real way. I can talk to them to some degree, you know, at the events that I'm at, because I'm judging or something, so right, I'm like, yeah. You're busy I'll, I'll take a picture <laughs> with them, we, we, you know, if they ask, and we talk, and but I'm like moving at the same time, you know, and right. and then before and after the events, we, I do get a chance to, to just sit there and mingle, and people hit me with questions, and we kind of just have a, a great conversation for the amount of time that we have, you know, right. so the, the Think Bigger Project, it's YouTube branch, the podcast branch, uh, the apparel and all those things are just more and more ways to reach people and positively affect them in a way that uh, will stimulate thought and conversation whether or not I'm there. I mean, even the apparel, you know, it's like taking two pistons and crossing them in an X and making a dope, like, font logo. Mm-hmm. Right. Honestly, I'd probably be able to sell a whole lot more. But when you try to make designs based on represent your mindset and make noise worth listening to and think big and think bigger, yeah. it's it takes a certain type of person to to even be open-minded to wearing something like yeah, that. Something more yeah. than just a graphic tee. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. And, I mean, from a business perspective, it's almost not even the intelligent way to go about it. Sure. You have to make stuff that sells so that you can, you know, because it's all personal time and money invested. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, like, well, you, you know, when I'm not made of money, I got to work just like the next man, right? So finding things that would be more easily uh, able to be sold would probably be smarter and doing something automotive and it, it would be it would be probably smarter, but to be honest with you, man, like, I don't care, you know? Yeah. I'm going to ride that out as long as I can, of course. I mean, yeah, right. if you ever see uh, me stop producing stuff, it's because there just weren't enough people supporting uh, to to be able to afford to do it anymore, you know? Right. But it's a passion project. I'm not in it to make money. 100% of the proceeds of any purchase goes back into the project. It doesn't go in my pocket. Mm-hmm. That's it's awesome. a passion project, man. Yeah. It's essentially like a nonprofit organization, right? Um, even literally by tax purposes, nonprofits simply are allowed to pay their employees 
and the rest of it is is 100% non-profit, you know? So it's kind of like that, man. I'm not um I'm not in this to to try to come up as they say. I just I want to You don't you don't leave a legacy. You don't build a legacy overnight. Right. Yeah. It takes many many years. It takes years, man. It takes years and even with years in, it takes you actually positively influencing and affecting people. I mean, uh, having every you know having cars on the cover of every magazine I've ever wanted over a ten year period I mean that alone is a dream come true that I didn't even dream before you know right being on forget being on the cover just being featured in a magazine when you're fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen that's a dream come true right and yeah, then, yeah. definitely at that age yeah. especially what's up I said at that age especially I mean there's not many people at that age that get into magazines or on covers or features. Yeah, man. I mean, it, I think that might be a little bit more difficult for a younger audience to, to relate to because print magazines are are essentially dying, and yeah. that's the age of the internet. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know that that's like that's like that was the epitome right there. You know, oh yeah, you want to be featured in a magazine. It wasn't even in your, my mind to comprehend the cover, and then years go by, and I build something, and next thing you know, they're just like you. Um, thinking about using it for the cover and <clears throat> and you're just you know you're amazed and then next thing you know international magazines and you know you decide to rebuild the car three four years later and then four or five years later <laughs> the same or another magazine's like yeah we've seen this all over the place and it's the most talked about thing right now and it's amazing we'd love to shoot it for the cover and you're just like wait what you know what i'm saying it's like <laughs> yeah. 2008 2011 2012 2013 uh, 16, 17, I mean, just, you know, you, you blink your eyes, man, and, and time and life goes by, but these types of things happen, and now it's like, you know, uh, I just, I have the opportunity to be all over the country and the world, and rather than building another car, which I've, I feel like I've been able to reach so many people and, uh, you know, use it as a stepping stone to, to reach more people, that now, it, to me, it's not built about building another project as far as a vehicle. To me, the the mindset and the movement of the Think Bigger project is the project that I'm most focused on developing um, for the culture. Nice. Yeah, like I said, I listen to your podcast a lot, and every episode just gets better, and I can't wait. Like, I know you said you're going to have some guests on and stuff like that. Do you have, um, can you um, give out any names that you're allowed to or not yet? You're still working on it? Well, you know, I mean, so it isn't like, you know, I don't try to be all top secret about it, but for me in general in life, I try to make sure I do something um, as doing it and getting it done is more important than talking about it. Right. And I don't believe in jinxes and anything like that, but for me, I want to get it done before I talk about it. Right, I, I get be, uh, you know, You know how they say, don't talk about it, be about it? Yep. yep. I mean, I actually live that in a very practical sense. Uh, I choose to, to apply that. So for me, until it's done and it's uh, ready to be put out there or it's not already out there uh, ready for me to just click publish, then I just don't. Okay. I don't really do that. Fair like, enough. I just want to make sure I get it done first. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's really just certain people. Um, maybe they would be other builders. Right, right? yeah. Maybe... Uh, um, enthusiasts. I mean, you name it. Truthfully, truthfully, um, I have this massive list, right? Mm -hmm. But logistics. You know, sure. here we are over the phone, and this is the way that 
that it probably will end up having to be right. for um, for certain things because, like, geographically it's impossible yeah. or yep. even just logistically, people's schedules, it's impossible to get everyone in the same place where all the equipment is. And yeah. yep. and so really, um, but, uh, but yeah, man, like, I, you know, I, uh, I have a, a world-famous actor who's actually um, a super hardcore car guy. Um, nice. he's, he's on the list, um, PR and marketing managers for some of the most beloved Japanese companies that we all kind of know about and grew up hearing, um, founders of, of companies, builders, multiple uh, award-winning car guys, track um, record holders. I mean, the whole gamut. I've got, got the whole plans. thing. Yeah. <laughs> every, every aspect covered, but I just need to get right. the logistics down, get everyone to, you know, together. And if you can't, then phone calls or I'll go to them and right. you know I, I'm flying all over the place I mean I'm going to be all over the US this year 14 flights man 14 wow, flights and that's right now you know so east coast uh, two to three times the south two to three times uh, midwest um, London Belgium Germany oh, wow. uh, Indonesia Jeez. it's wow. crazy man <laughs> I and mean, it is crazy that's awesome. It's got to so, be awesome. So dude. yeah, you know, I I um I uh I just look forward to uh you know listening to yours and and a couple other guys who are out there putting out positive information, uh, you know, automotive content, pictures and vlogs of cars. Mm-hmm. That's there's enough of that, you know? Right. There's more than enough of that and that that that's a piece of 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 what it's about. So you know this type of subject or uh, conversation with you um, is uh, it's, it's very refreshing to be able to do, and uh, I'm appreciative that you take the time out of your life to listen to, you know, my podcast. And as you can see in that, it's very minimally about cars. Yeah, definitely. And what I like about it though is it's just you. Sometimes, like, it's hard for one person to just sit there and talk for 45 minutes or an hour without anything else or anybody else. Like obviously it's quite we do, hard. Yeah, we do our it's podcast. It's supposed to sound hard, but it is not an easy thing. Like I'm oh, not right. Um, you know, I'm working at that to try to provide quality content um, and the conversation to not be talking at people. Sure. I'm talking to people. Right, and it definitely people. feels like you are. Good, good. I'm I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when it's just the two of us, even we have like a yeah. lull, and we're like, "Oh, say, somebody say something quick!" You know, like, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine yeah, trying to do I it mean, solo. It's not <laughs> an easy thing, you know, being being um, able to express oneself verbally is not the easiest thing, especially in this in this digital age. Because right. As more people are doing pretty much nothing but sending each other memes and gifs and emojis and acronyms and internet slang all day people kind of people kind of like want to you know brush this off but there's a very real effect to that and that is as with anything in life if you don't practice it you will lose it and if you don't practice having human interaction i mean all these sci-fi movies from before and even presently, people kind of just chuckle and treat it like it's the the distant, you know, 2100-something uh, future. But, like, just look, man. People are staring into their phones as they drive, as they yep. walk, mm-hmm. to do business, for pleasure, uh, just anything. Everything from business to dating is all done on their phone, 
and people are uh, maybe not with VR headsets. I mean, you got the Oculus Rift and things like that. But you know, in the yeah. sci-fi movies, yep. they had people with like, you know, head head like headrests and like uh, goggles. And but I mean, that's just different. And now that you know, they have Google Glass and they have contact lenses that do the same thing. And then you know, there's already medical facilities that have had the funding to uh, have like holographic imagery in front of you and you can rotate it three-dimensionally or four-dimensionally. That's crazy. Minority I mean, report that's stuff. That's all real. <laughs> yeah. And people go jump into that like, oh, Vanilla Sky, and like that's not yeah, really right. happening. But it is happening. Right. And people are forgetting how to communicate with each other in real life. Definitely. The, like, art, of, the art of conversation is definitely um, being lost. It struggles, right? Yeah. Sure. It's, it's almost like, yo, uh, like when was the last time you, when was the last time you interacted with a human? You know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, it's but, weird, but we're like, trying to talk, too, when people are just, like, half paying attention. They got their phone out. Yep. Like, you know, they're just scrolling through useless information or somebody else's pictures. It's like, dude, I'm right in front of you, like, talking, and you're just, yep. you're checked out right yeah. now. You're, you're on the gram just scrolling through, you know? Yeah. Okay, see, that's that's exactly it. So, so given that you are you guys are the type of people that notice that, then you're already in a better place because you're allowing yourself to observe what's going on around you and decide that it still makes you uncomfortable. And so what I mean by that is, I mean, there is a time where if you're sitting with your friends or with a group of people and you were the one looking down at your phone, you'd be rude, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay, you would be the one who's like, come on, man, like we're all right here. Kind of like what you're saying. Yep. But now it's the type of time where if everyone is sitting together, everyone will be looking down on their phones, and if you don't have it and you're sitting and staring at them, you look like the weirdo. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's like, I that's guess I'll just wait for the waiter to come over. <laughs> Mind blowing. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, the worst so for me is imagine if you see somebody in a Starbucks who's sitting there sipping coffee and just staring at everyone, you're gonna think that person's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's wrong with this? Is guy? that not the truth, right? <laughs> oh no, oh, I totally definitely, agree. One hundred percent. Yeah, look, look at this dude. Look at this dude right here in the corner, just looking at him. That's what you're supposed to do. Like you're human right? beings, you're supposed to interact with yeah. each other. But people are on their laptops, working or socializing, and people are are just there to drink their coffee or extremely highly priced some type of beverage, and then just not talk to other people. It's crazy. Yeah. Like when you go to a restaurant, you see families like the mom's on the phone, the oh, dad's yeah. on the phone, the kids on the phone. It's like, what the heck? Talk to your kid. Ask your kid about yeah, his day. Something. Yeah, Interact. Man. Yeah. The so worst is like when people will just stay on their Connie. phone. I'm sorry. Go What's ahead. Up? I was just saying the the worst is like. So I work in a in a collision center. I write estimates. So people will walk in on their phone. I just stand there and wait. Like I don't talk to them if they're ignoring me. Like people will just expect you to just like converse with them while they're either talking to somebody else or texting somebody else. Yeah. And it's like, I'll wait. Oh, I see what you So they don't say, hold on. They yeah. don't, yeah, they, they won't don't, put the phone down even. They'll just keep, stay on it. Try to have a side conversation. Give me like, you know, two words of information and then just keep doing oh, their thing. And like I stuff see. like that yeah, that's drives rude. me insane. Yeah, it's just nuts. I try to be, I try to be aware of that. I mean, I'm a hundred percent, uh, uh, not effective at it a lot. I, I find myself in situations where I actually stop and tell the person I'm on the phone with to hold on. Yeah. And I look up at like, I don't know, the teller or something. Exactly, right? right? That's at least you're acknowledging the person you're in right. front of now, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. I'll, I apologize. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's rude. Yep. Um, but this is not a social call. It's business. But so you're aware of apologies. it. 
can I do this? And then, you know, or yeah. I'll, if, if it is social, I will call the person back. But I have, I've been guilty of it, and I catch myself even after the fact. I'm, like, walking out of whatever establishment, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm still on the phone, you know, whether, like, earbuds or something. Sure. And I'm just like, yeah, so I was talking to you this whole time, and I just conducted <laughs> business. Yeah. It's not cool, you know? So yeah. I'm definitely guilty of it, man. Um, but, but, yeah, so there you go. So you wait. You wait until they, you know. Oh yeah, I'll just I'll I'll literally I'll stick my head out. Just let me know when you're all set. I'll come, you know, and then yeah. I'll go back and sit at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. There, yeah. there you go. I tried my best to put that out for people. I'm like, just pay attention for one second. You're in here for two minutes. Yeah. You know, like just focus on one thing. People just like to stay. Yeah, there. man. Yeah, you know, but that you know, so it's like this gift and the curse because you have technology. You have the ability to um, multitask, and I mean everything from Excel documents and emails and. And, and, and high quality imagery and transferring large quantity files. And I mean, there's so many things that people are able to do because our phones are not phones, they're computers that have a phone on them. Yeah. Basically, that's and, what they are, yeah. And, I, make and I get it, right? Like, it's this efficiency, this capability of wherever you are, you're mobile, you can just accomplish so much. But, the, um, and, and it, but you have regular people who are taking this to the next level and they are using the technology essentially to just multitask socially yeah you're not accomplishing anything no. you're just you've got nine snapchat conversations going on 36 text messages right. and when was the last time you actually spent time with any of those people yeah it's true yeah i'm not with it man like we have the the most highly advanced technological advice uh, 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 uh like this this device in our pocket is the craziest thing ever and the majority of people are using it to to send each other pictures of them with like a dog's tongue <laughs> yeah, yeah sparkly like, eyes serious? yeah yeah for me i grew what up what is that it's it's, a, it's <laughs> an odd world <laughs> i grew up before yeah the internet. It's, it's a fascinating thing but i mean hey you know what i mean where would we be without it true um it's yeah. it's it's just a thing where you know the internet and everything on it and in it is a tool. Oh yeah, definitely not a crutch. I tell you, That's I wouldn't even know thing. about podcasts if it wasn't for a smartphone. For sure, yeah. I listen to them while yeah, I'm at work. Man, there yeah. you go. We are conversing right now, yep. and it's gonna be able to be presented to the world because of the same technology. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, it's it's like I said, it's a it's a it's a tool and not a crutch. Yep. You use it to help you to to teach yourself to get things done and assist you like a tool, but people become dependent on it and stuck on it like a crutch and and that's um it's dangerous so as long as you know we're aware and 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 practicing our social skills and able to interact with humans grammar right practice your grammar, grammar be able to yep. formulate proper sentences that's yeah. a you big can thing be mad all you want, but if you don't send an employer or someone that in any professional setting. Uh, um, an email or sentences that look like you graduated from sixth grade, <laughs> like they're not going to take you seriously. Yeah, yep. I was telling Brandon right? about and the people get mad. Thing. It's just social media. Who cares? And I'm like, all right, if you're able to turn it off and um, and and communicate like an educated person, yeah. cool. And then you turn it back on to just being social um, lingo and slang, cool. But most people can't do that. No, no. I, yeah, you should I, see I the emails, man. I, I sit with marketing managers and company owners and the tech guys at different companies. You should see, man. They show me the emails and they're like, 
the, and this is this generation wants us to take them seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they I can't form. They're embarrassed. They're like, I don't yeah. even. How am I supposed to answer a technical question? Right. It's a tech line. Yeah. Right. Like a tech email. Sure. Or a warranty uh, email or something where people are like, "This is what's going on. Can you help me figure it out?" It's a technical question. If you can't even cor- if you can't correctly describe or even spell the words to describe what the problem is, how are they supposed to help you? Yeah. It's crazy you say that because I worked at a dealership, car dealership, where the service advisors, I was in the parts department, and the service advisors, they would write out, you know, what the tech has to do to the car, and the way their grammar was was horrible. It was like, how do you expect the customer to understand what you're saying, let alone the technician working on the car? Like, it was just terrible. Yeah, right? man. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about the room for misinterpretation? I mean, if the person can't read it or has to presume what you're saying, that's the tech. They're about to start working on it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to it me. It gets like, crazy. <laughs> I, the, the biggest reaction I always get is, who cares? It's just social media. And I'm just like, okay, fair enough. But do you feel like you can just up and switch to adult professional mode? Right, because we're yeah, creatures of habit. It's like people saying, who smoke? I can quit anytime I want. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. How about right now? Yeah, yeah. do it then. What yep. are we waiting on? Yeah, so so anyways, man, I mean, that's kind of a thing that sort of becomes synonymous with me. People sort of think yeah. that, uh, I'm, I'm all about grammar, <laughs> and I try to remind them politely <laughs> I didn't create grammar. Nope. I did not do anything. I'm just simply expressing to you the necessity of it in the real world. Definitely. The internet and social media is that just social media, but the rest of the world in any professional setting, if you if you send in your digital application or resume and it is not spelled properly, it does not have any form of grammar, you will never get the job. Yeah. What are you going to do? Call them and say, who cares? It's just social media? Exactly. <laughs> you don't. I always tell people, don't be upset if I ask you to practice proper grammar when you enter like my live streams or whatever it's not a personal thing i'm not attacking you i just want you to utilize this as an opportunity to actually practice typing out full words because people don't type out full words anymore plus it'll make it easier for them under for you to understand them too yeah i genuinely don't understand some of the stuff that people send me and they think that i'm being giving them a hard time like i'm busting their balls and i'm like Nah, man, like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Like, the first time somebody sent me WYD, oh, yeah. uh, I stared at it for a good 30 seconds. What would you do? Like, is that what it's supposed to mean, I think? Yeah, well, I think, what what are what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, yeah, okay. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, so, um, what's, but you, what's you know, know like, with an acronym, the yeah. only way to know that it's an acronym is if you capitalize it, right? Yeah. Well, think about an average text or like DM message or whatever, right? Yeah. If you you have a bunch of the acronyms, but they don't capitalize them either. Right. So you're reading it and it just becomes like the most hilarious sound. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's, it's, like, pe- wi- it's like widlaw. Yeah. Like widlaw? Like what does that mean? I'm not sure what you're but saying. But <laughs> if somebody doesn't know what WID is, I mean, you can figure out LOL. Nobody really capitalizes LOL anymore. Right. So that's sort yeah. of just become an easy one. But it's like, you know, it's just a series of, and you throw in a couple emojis in there, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I looking at? And how about the fact that that's not even, like, short for a real sentence? No. What you doing isn't isn't how you would say any no. of that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> that was the easiest. Dude, people have reduced 
happy birthday to HBD. That's oh, crazy. that's crazy. Yeah. You know what? People are lazy. That's what it's come down to. People are just lazy. Sure. That's all People have reduced happy new year, happy birthday to HNY, HBD, <laughs> and then... Now, not even the acronym. It's an exploding confetti. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and how about right? the fact that... So, I mean, it's actually kind of nice. You open your phone, happy birthday, <laughs> and the confetti explodes, and you're like, wow, that was really nice. And then you realize that it took absolutely no effort to send that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's someone who could have just called you. Like, I right. call people, man. It's yep. 2019, nobody calls people, but I do, man. Yeah. And you don't get charged for the length of texts like the old no. days. Like, maybe back in, like, 2004, it might have made sense to shorten those up, but not now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we don't have a limited uh, <laughs> minutes or text. Yeah. It's true. That's a you know, like, you could ex explain things. <laughs> Say your full sentences. I try not to do abbreviations or anything. It really bothers me. I don't like abbreviations. I don't even use LOL. Honestly, I say H-A-H-A, ha-ha, like if, I, if I'm laughing hey, in a text. So there you go, ha-ha. I mean, the first time I saw that, I was like, I, I thought the person was being an asshole. Oh. If you <laughs> Maybe I'm coming across wrong to everyone. sarcastic, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Ha-ha, and you're just like, uh, okay, It is a tough one to right, read in well, a text, it's true. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but it, you know, but anyways, guys, you know, like, like I said, you know, uh, I think... One out of, out of every, like, ten people who's in, like, like my live streams or something, one out of every ten people gets upset, and they're just like, dude, it's not that serious. Like, you, yeah. who yeah. cares? And I'm just like, I'm not picking on you. <laughs> like, everyone, and the other people in there already know, and they, like, hop in, and they're like, oh, dude, he's not picking on you. This is all <laughs> That's he funny. It as, yeah. a, as practice. Like, I've had, dude, I've had guys um, message me and say, you know, young guys, high school kids, they're like, dude, um, I, I, I'm not even going to lie, uh, coming into your live streams once, twice a week for, you know, 10, 20 minutes. Um, and, and the first time you, you, you called me out on that. So I started being, um, uh, kind of aware and I would practice and I didn't realize how difficult it was to, to type out a sentence, uh, properly. Cause you know, you get so used to doing it in this like internet short form. It's crazy. And, and he said, I actually upped my letter grade in my high school it's like i think wow. it's a junior or senior in high school there you go. i upped it by a whole letter then what you're doing is doing something right for somebody good then i would that's that like the yeah. craziest thing um <laughs> this is somebody who's in school to, yeah. to you know graduate to then go off and do something else and and um you know there's that so you have a uh, uh that's one way and then you have people saying that i decided to get off my butt and go uh file for a business license and you know make a small uh, make you know finally like get off my butt and, and, and get this small business going you know listening to one of your podcasts made me feel like i was acting like a like a, a pouty lazy bitch and now i got <laughs> car bill going and there's just different things right. going on and change and deep thought is not it's not comfortable right yeah. it's tough yeah. very uncomfortable definitely stuff like that so uh, it takes a it takes a little bit of self awareness, maturity, and open mindedness to really kind of listen to something like your podcast, other people's, you know, whether they're motivational, or inspirational, or whether they're abrasive or polarizing. I mean, it takes a certain kind of person to listen to something and then say, uh, "That sounds like me," or something I I do or have done, and I I need to change that because right. there are people who will listen to it. And be like, man, who who's that person? Like, who are they to tell me? That's not the point, man. Is what they're saying something that resonates? Does right. that 
or can that positively affect you? And in the end, people just get mad. It's a very real thing. I've seen people get very defensive and then offensive with you because they don't like what you're saying because it makes them uncomfortable, man. Yeah, definitely. So um, moving on, let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> Switch gears here for a second. <laughs> let's talk about your prelude and the three different versions of it. Um, what's uh-huh. a, What inspired you to have three different builds of the same car? I mean, I guess in retrospect, if I had a lot, a lot of money and space, I would have just found different chassis and, mm-hmm. and kept them all, you know? But it's just when you're younger, there's no, where would I have stored four or five cars, you know? Yeah, um, true. But... Um, each version was just based on, you know, something I saw in, you know, JGTC, Japanese racing series, magazines, just, you know, forums, just, just you know, you studied, like, just different things, and and um, you would just see, you know, you would just see different different styles and builds, and, and you know, when I had that Prelude, I always liked the car, I thought it was, a, you know, really an amazing car, and just, like, the dashboard and the electroluminescent gauges and all these things in the 90s and and so you know there's just some clean japanese parts and you know so i picked up some rare jdm goodies and some wheels and and i, I found a color that i really loved and that's really the the simple premise of the first one and it was so uh, uh clean and simple that people really took to it and that's how i got on the first cover in 2008 and then you know you 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 know more events and more online research and more magazines and more studying and and observing and you know as a car guy it's borderline fanatical and you just like you know you just keep looking and absorbing information and there would be different things and different parts and different um ideas and, and you know at some point the car as a prelude specifically it's just a canvas your chassis is just a canvas and uh, I just chose to maintain that, whether, you know, sentimental value or, you know, monetary kind of circumstances. I was like, I just, I'm not going to go find another car and start fresh. I'm going to take this. And another thing about it is besting yourself. You have a car right. that the, the the industry, you know, gives a first place to or, or and or a magazine feature or cover to. And, and many people said that's just perfect the way it is. And part of that was taking these uh, ideas, and and then on top of that, saying, "Let me take something that's good and make it better." And so you just take the, you know take down the car, take it apart, put it back together in this new way, and and have these ideas in your head come to to life for version two. And it was a very controversial color, and the the IT beat engine bay was just you know ahead of its time according to many people especially for an h slash f you know the b the b engine bays were already fantastic and and so it just kind of became this thing where i saw this color and i was like dude that color is wild you know um (laughs) so i i just was like i'm gonna go for it and so that with the bandana interior and a lot of things that just completely blew people's minds and do people could have looked at that and been like what kind of minty ass fruity color is this (laughs) and some people did right Uh, or what's up with the haters for everything what kind of gangster shit is that and it's just like you know there's there's always negative you know but you just do what you do man and i mean i could have been driving around a car that was this like red wine color on, on like with very rare, simple, subtle Japanese parts, which people love that car, 
And then, you know, when I redid it and did this crazy engine bay and, and this color, you know, people were like, what, what did you do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, once again, I mean, that car went completely viral and this this side of the, the world and the UK's best-selling Japanese tuner mag, Bonsai, they they loved it and, you know, I was on the cover of both and, and it just, once again, it's like, this is a crazy car for what it is but i have these other ideas this you know um, uh, you know european and, and hot rod and f1 and and race car ideas and and, and then i'm going to just use this this canvas again and just tear it apart do it all over again and then the timing of it was like you know this if i work hard enough and and i get a little bit of help this can I might as well debut it at SEMA. It was a lot of people call it a SEMA car, and that is very incorrect. It is not a SEMA car. There are cars that are built specifically for SEMA, and then they are sold or, or parted out, or they're crushed because they're non-VIN cars. There's a lot of tax write-offs and marketing, and VIN, you know, all this kind of stuff that people yeah. don't understand. My car is not a SEMA car. It's that, my car. That's crazy. I somebody debuted it at SEMA. That's crazy. Somebody very build big a, difference. Yeah. People will build a car for SEMA and then crush it after. That's crazy. Well, because what happens is when you have the large OEs and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, they there are cars they use for testing, for marketing, etc. Right. And they, okay. they have no VINs. Makes sense. They're not ever allowed or made to be on the street. But SEMA's not the street. Right. It's a marketing tool. Right. So they will use it for that, and the car can be campaigned in whatever fashion they so choose, whether it be like the big shows, like the LA Auto Show, and the Chicago Auto Show, and the New York Auto Show, like that kind of circuit, or, you know, if it's a, a second-hand, uh, second-branch company, like a PR or marketing firm that wants to do it in, like, the tuner realm, so they fix it up in that regard. But they, they still don't have a VIN. So at the end of a year or whatever, the car has to be crushed. I see. It cannot be sold. It, it doesn't have any legal right to be on a road, and because it doesn't have a VIN, it, it will never. Those cars, ha they're, they're not allowed to, to exist on a road. Yep. So they're crushed. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. A lot of people don't understand that. So, you know, call it semantics, but when people say, oh, you know, that he built, you know, that's a SEMA build. That's 100%. Even if they state that innocently, yep. it's still incorrect. So I try to let people know that. And it's just this idea where I have this, like, you know, F1 and Euro and Japanese and JGTC and Le Mans and show car and race car ideas and I'm going to put them all in one place, and I'm just going to see what happens because, like every build before, it's stuff in my head, and I'm going to do it. And if people like it, that's great. And if yeah. they don't, so be it because I'm the one who's driving it. Yeah, I love the color. It just so happened the third version and the stripes, everything. It's just like I like how you planned out everything to go with everything else. Yeah, man. Yeah, the whole thing was planned from front to back. The car was built from top to bottom. You know, it similar to. Hot rod builds, you know, essentially, you know, top to bottom, left every single nut, bolt, washer on the entire car is brand new uh, from Downstar. I'm the first person to ever do an entire car, and I mean the entire car, you know? Yeah, we were watching uh, the SEMA build story video you had up um, where you kind of were going through, you know, all the the thought into the layout and the how you had to explain to people how you didn't change, like, the motor mount for the angle of the motor and, like, just even the the 
powder coating to the machining to what yep, materials yep. you left certain colors on purpose compared to what you had color coded on purpose. The motor mounts, rubber, gray, like everything you went into this thing was so yeah. thought out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now when you think of like when you do this, is it literally just all in your head or are you putting this into like CAD programs and designing these things somewhere? No, you know, now that right there is where a lot of people don't realize that the, the hot rod guys and some of the biggest builders, that's the technology and tooling they have is fantastic. It is not CAD or CAM. Uh, a lot of it's in my head. That's nuts. Out, and then I have a small network yep. of, of friends or, you know, uh, I like to support small business. So yep. friends that are trying to make it in, in the... Um, in the transmutation clay modeling uh, realm, you know, my friend Cody, he helped make the front end on the car uh, on 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 uh, paper. Like it's in my head, then it goes mm -hmm. on, on paper, then it goes to uh, rendering, and then from that point, once I agreed on the the two D imagery being what was in my head, yep. then you know he's the one who made it for me as far as the creation of the, the clay the shaping, getting it to what I want it to be, yeah. and then laying fiber uh, glass and making it. So there's that, and, and a lot of it's done just old school, man. Bead That's rollers awesome. and, and, you know, presses and things like that um, with just different people within the network that I trust and know and have used. And I also and, and I had to switch fabricators a bunch of times because, uh, you know, sometimes uh, – one, two, or none of the things that they made worked in mm. the grand scheme. So a lot of, a lot of money and time lost, um, but it's a learning experience. Yeah. And so 3D scanning and printing, um, CAD, CAM, uh, different computer programs, I don't have any of that. But people that I work with uh, have. Okay. So I, I do try to utilize that in the, in the stuff I have planned right now. We're using 3D scanning. Um, that one of the companies that I uh, did. I've known the guy for like 19 years, almost 20 years, and he got into it a long time ago. And we kind of found each other again, full circle. And he's doing some automotive stuff with some people I know. And that you know him and his wife and the kids. You know I've been going to their birthday party since they were born, and it just kind of it tripped me out when someone who I just never, ever would have thought would know that person uh, mentions, "Oh yeah, I'm working with." you know, will and them to, to do something. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, because you just <laughs> yeah. don't think about it like that. And, and, um, the, they were the ones who had the idea for, to, uh, make this. Have you guys seen it? The, the, the big Mike figurines. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <I kinda laughs> yeah that's pretty cool. Actually a little while ago. Bro, that's so random, but they were like, dude, do it. And I'm like, uh, I mean, <laughs> a couple people have, ju have said that, but they've got to be joking. They're like, let's just do it. You know? And so, uh, you know, and like me, I, I want to make something better than just doing it. So they're the ones who are like, let's do it. And I was like, if we're going to do it, let's let's present it to the people who want it, like the buyer. Let's yeah. make it nice so we got packaging. Dude, you should see it, man. Like, it's it, almost all done. It looks awesome. But the people who pre-ordered it said, I'm, I'm, very, I'm real subtle, man. I'm not, like, announcing it. I'm not sponsoring Instagram mm -hmm. posts. I'm not, like, disseminating it across the World Wide Web. I just put it in my story, post it on my page once, you know? And um, there's people who are like, dude, that's the best thing ever. Like, I'm down. Like, I want one. That's awesome. So the pre-order happened, and right now the packaging is being completed, and then I'm going to start shipping them out. And, and, 
it's very uncomfortable, man. <laughs> a, a, a mini, like a seven-inch version. It's crazy. You. And it's, you know, it's not a drawing. It's a scan. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's accurate, you know, literally. <laughs> yeah. Even to, the, like, so, the wrinkles in the shirt, the way it lays on it. Oh, dude, it's, it's super. Nuts. The wrinkles in the shirt, my, my, uh, my, uh, my extra padding, my midsection area, <laughs> all that, dude. There's no, there's nothing about that that is cleaned up. It's, you know, it's it's kind of wild, man. You should so do a uh, like a dashboard like version and give those Bobblehead. out to like your top five of the show. <laughs> What's that? I say you should make like a little dashboard version so they could rest them on their car and do like a top five of the show. Give those out as trophies. Well, the, the um. The the one that that sold the most is the there's two versions there's a seven inch and a three point seven five inch which is like your standard action figure yeah. figurine sizing and uh, that's the one that could totally sit on a dash there's already a couple of people who've joked about something like that yeah, I mean I don't necessarily know if they're actually going to do it you know <laughs> but awesome, um, whatever they do with it man I mean I wouldn't be surprised if someone one of the haters buys one and tries to use it as like a little voodoo doll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. I got some pretty like profoundly passionate haters. Really? Oh my God. Hey, that means oh, you're doing dude, something put, right. Yeah, right. They do a. They, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about your occasional, you know, rumor where someone's like, "Ugh, this right. is talking shit about you." I'm talking about they are active on my social media. Really? Like, like That's crazy. They put time in. What kind of life do you have to have to be that much of a hater to? Yeah. Do stuff like that. Like, live your life. Go do something. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But, see, but here's the life. thing, and it, it's like even there's actual effort involved. So right. they don't just hop in once a day or once a week and just say, fuck you. Which, <laughs> uh, they don't do it that way. They yeah. like, the, they're uh, uh, subtle jabs, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, commenting on someone's comments and, you know, like tagging people in there and they have their little like jab session subtle jab session in like the comments or something yeah like it's, it's it's actually kind of it's actually kind of entertaining yeah because i'm just like yeah, these are not kids that's, that's oh, yeah. even more insane yeah you'll go this and look at their page these are adults yeah. and i'm just like you you guys are entertainingly pathetic yeah like i would i'm too busy to even have time to think about something like that like where do you I, find I don't time? know man i mean i don't I don't sit there and tell people anything that's bad for them. I don't talk right. negatively to people. The whole project and the premise. I'm dude. I'm I'm hosting panels um, to educate people outside of the import community about the culture of what we do. I've sat on SEMA educational panels. I've been on TV representing the import community. I'm doing things that are not even about me. Right. They're about the culture and bettering the culture. I don't even understand how you can hate on that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Jealousy. You know what, man? Whatever. That's what it is. Like, I think it's jealousy. It is what it is. We, we, we're we sitting here having this conversation with each other, and I have these things planned from all the way now till 20, you know, 20, 2021. 20, uh, you know, it's, it's it, 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 if they if they hate me now, <laughs> they're going to hate me more later, right. man. I think people are jealous of other people that are successful because they didn't have the... Um, drive or the passion to do what they want to do and they're stuck working a 95 job they hate in a cubicle or whatever it is that they do but they just know they hate it and they can't do the thing that you're trying to do because you went out there and did it you made the effort you had the drive you had the focus but i mean dude i and that's the part that makes me laugh is i have it but 
but because of my experiences in my life, it's not like I was born with it. Right. And yeah. I'm sitting over there trying to help them have it, too. Right. That's the part that blows my mind, is the entire premise of what I'm doing is to help someone else. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, how do you hate on that? Like, how? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they still find a way. Yeah, <laughs> people are nuts. I think people, yeah. honestly, like, they'll... They just live like we were talking about so much through their phone. And yep. like, if if someone was to not know you at all, never listen to a podcast, just click on your page and be like, "All right, this guy seems to live a great life. Um, I don't know why, and I don't think he should. I think I should." Like, they just find reasons yeah. to not like you for or anyone in general, and then put it out there. Like, they feel like they need to tell people why they don't like. Or just it's like they don't need to. They don't need to comment on everything. They need to worry about themselves. Yeah, not liking someone is completely okay and normal, but not liking someone and making sure that person and the entire world knows yeah. that you don't like it is... <laughs> That's like the weird said, part. It's, <laughs> it's more like it's a... Very, it's very weird. Yeah. Sociopath kind of personality. Yeah, it's just Definitely. a disconnect It's borderline there. sociopathic. Yeah. It's very narcissistic, evil, malicious, and sociopathic. Like, like the internet has provided this opportunity for people to say and do things yep. that they would never for sure ever oh, yeah. do like yeah. the stuff that people say to people online you know disrespecting their wives yep. their kids mm-hmm. your car uh, just 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 personal to the utmost level and it kind of trips me out cuz i'm like man you wouldn't say a drop of that <laughs> to me in person right? definitely not yeah i read stuff and i'm like unless this person is literally okay with having violence to some degree, right. brought upon them, yeah. they would never say that. No. Oh yeah, and that's um, and that's the way it goes. Like somebody, and it's unfortunately like it does seem a lot of like younger kids are just growing up doing that. Like yeah. a standard, like they just fight online, and then I, I don't even know what happens when they see each other in the hallway now. Like what what do you do when you pass that kid that was talking shit to you on Instagram? I don't know, my friend. I don't you know. know. Like, what? What is the world? It's a strange world because I grew <laughs> so up weird. before the internet, before cell phones. You know, so for me, I mean, as much as the internet and all that and this technology is great, it's still weird to see all this stuff like yeah. this. Strange world. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, man. So what I was it know. like being? I don't know, but I mean, at the same time, that's what it is. And we need to adjust, and we need to. Exactly. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm naturally an introverted person. I don't. It, it takes way more effort and work than what people know than to produce this type of content. The, um, you know, to, to talk without the guests being able to come in, uh, and 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 you know have some type of fluidity to the subject matter. Yeah. Um. You know, the fact that you guys were like, oh, you know, it's great that you're able to do that for such an extended period of time without a guest. And I'm just like, it is supposed to look easy, but it's not easy, no. you yeah. know? It's definitely yeah. not. Um, That's work. Being on stage in front of people at these events where I talk to them, it's supposed to look simple and fluid and, and chill. But it's, you know, it's gotten easier. But in the beginning, I was like, um, <laughs> hi. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's not, you know, you just, like anything, if you're going to accept the responsibility of, of of being in front of people, then you need to work on being good at it and work on at being the type of, of person that that induces their respect and their attention, you know? Oh, yeah. 
See, I'm, I'm still so, working you know, on that end of it, to be honest. There's going to be negativity. There's going to be haters. But, you know, you guys, you're doing what you want to do because you believe in it and you're doing it. And I'm doing the same. And you just have to keep doing that. What other what other random negative people say or feel about it is is, is inconsequential. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Um, also, when you were at SEMA, you were in the top ten of the young guns. How did that feel like? being that SEMA, for the most part, is known for hot rods and muscle cars and stuff like that, and for you to come along as an import guy and to be respected by all these people, not just Honda guys, but by everybody looking at you as a top car, not just a top Honda. Uh, I mean, so to be um, specific and technical, so what it was the year I was in, there have been some minor to major evolutions of the Battle of the Builders since I was in it in 16. Mm -hmm. Right. But... I was not, so there's two separate things. So I was a Young Guns Award winner, like a Young Guns honoree, mm -hmm. okay? And that's separate from being top 10. Okay. So um, I was a Young Guns Award winner, but then after that was when the judging kept narrowing it down to where the finals would be, and that's when I became a finalist. Um, that each, like, it's kind of the same thing as, you know, the first magazine feature mm -hmm. or the first time someone says that. It's like the, the, the award by itself was was already like this is out of control, right? Mm -hmm. And then they, they had two they had two cuts. So back then the way they did it was they had a top twenty one. So seven, seven and seven. Seven cars or, or excuse me, builds from the hot rod category seven from the off-road and truck category and seven from the sport compact category would make the top 21. So that was the first cut. So that year, I mean, there was a series of things that went down that year. So first you have this Young Guns award, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Dream come true. I can die happy. I didn't even think this would happen. I'm just happy that my car is here. Okay. Then you have the announcement of the first cut and then you hear, you know, Big Mike, 1992, Hunter Prelude. Okay. All right. So here we are. It's now Wednesday, right? The second day of SEMA, and I'm on cloud nine. And while that's happening, you go to the booth where the car's on display, and it is just drawing stupid crowds. People lo love it. You hear just such amazing compliments from other builders, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's just cloud 10, right? It's Wednesday, second day of SEMA. I could die happy. You get to Thursday. Big announcement. SEMA Central right in front of everyone in the central lobby right there. And they announce the finalists. Da 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 Big Mike. And you're just like, oh, in 2016, they didn't even do it in SEMA Central. That's what they did it last year. They did it outside in front of Central Hall on the Velocity stage. Mm, you hear okay. that? And I had some people with me cheering, clapping. I mean, just... It's just amazing. It's each one of those things in and of itself was uh, just beyond my belief. And then you know you get to the finals, man. And and having I'm uh, being a privateer with a '92 Honda against what are the greatest things on planet Earth, the builds, right? Yeah. right. That was that's like this, and I don't think an import's ever going to win because we don't have the time or the funds, in my humble opinion, to ever go up against the hot rods. I mean, somebody's going to do something that's going to get close. Uh, sure. And I'm probably very, very close. I mean, there's a couple of people putting stuff out uh, 
this coming SEMA. Like I know a couple guys who are doing builds that they're they're gunning for not just making the finals. So let's see who made the what import made the so the, okay. So there's been an evolution of the battle of the builders. So now a sport compact category exists no matter what in the finals. So a a sport compact car will always make the finals now. Good. That's awesome. It's, it's recognized. And then yeah. a young gun car will always make the finals. So it's now, instead of 777 to have top 21 in three categories, they have four categories. Off-road trophy truck, um, well, not trophy truck, just off-road truck category. Mm-hmm. Let's just, just go truck, hot rod, young gun, sport compact. Yep. Those are the four that make the the final. So it's top 40 instead of 21, and then they go down to top 12. So three, 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 three. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Yep. So out of each of those four, so that's, that's you get the three evolution winners. of it now. Okay. So um, that's how that works. Um, gotcha. But for me, like I said, each one of those things that happened for me was just mind-blowing. Um, and then to make the finals and be on the stage and Velocity Channel and, and all that stuff was just you know to me that was the equivalent of winning yeah yeah was be, being a finalist you know top 10 definitely um but the point of that build was to take ideas in my mind and make them a reality put them all together in a functioning fast beautiful uh completed project and then to put it in a place such as SEMA, it was to reach outside of the realm of the import community to break the stereotypes and help shatter those stereotypes that exist about the sport compact import world. You know, the outside of what we do, everyone just thinks that we're a bunch of kids that drive cars that are too low, too wide, too slow. <laughs> and, um, well, I mean, not to say that that isn't true to some degree, <laughs> but there's either that and the Fast and the Furious. Right, the yeah. movie franchise. That is what people outside of our world think that that that's what we do. Right, and so they don't understand the depth and the history and the lineage and 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 you know Japanese JGTC series and ALMS cars and and they don't even know that stuff. They don't take it seriously. They don't. Un- I had you know older, you know fifty, sixty year old hot rod builders. You know in the midwest like these old white dudes cruise up and stop dead in their tracks and nudge each other and look and i would just listen and they'd be like i didn't even know that these kids could build cars like this now there's a jab in that you know yeah backhanded (laughs) but but instead of focusing on the jab you focus on the second half which was i didn't even think kids these kids could build cars like this and i would listen longer and be like look at this and Look at the fabrication here. Look at the way they designed this, and look at the way they're like. This is very well done. And then you know, someone from that that booth would say, "Oh, uh, you know, this is the builder. This is the owner." And, and we would talk. And like I said, I had you know just just old white dudes just be like, "Nicely done. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is this is a very very well done car." And I just didn't even know that you know you guys did Hondas like this. And it's like. That, my friend, is success on multiple levels, right. on big, profound levels, you know? Yeah. Makes all those. So that's what I'm all about, man. It's about, you know, uh, being being able to change the negative perception that people outside of our community have, reach them on a very profound level, whether it be SEMA or magazines or 
traveling, vlogging, um, building, uh, TV. You know, I've done all of that and have many more aspects of that coming up um, for the future. And I'm just blessed to be able to, to travel and, and see and, and appreciate different builds from all over the country and the world, interact with people, and be this representation uh based in positivity for our culture to the rest of the world that's awesome yeah and uh, uh it's good to put out there that touching on tv a little bit what was it like um building the dots in with the guys from the fast and loud uh you know what i went into that with the idea that it was about building the first japanese import mm-hmm. and, and making that a memorable beautiful car i went into that thinking that it was about the car and reality tv it's not right yeah so you can take you can take that and go with that. It's it was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I treat people the way they treat me. Right. And you can just probably deduce where I'm mm. going with that. I totally got you. Okay. <laughs> now I see you had um. Looks like your buddies with a few of the guys from JDM Legends. We had uh, Josh Martin actually call in to our show here a few months ago. Yeah, it was back in. And, oh, uh, okay, dope. Have you guys? Have you had a chance to work with those guys on anything, or you just kind of know them peripherally? Oh, uh, I mean, okay, so um, from the TV world, and that that kind of is one connection, but also their name, you know, in the in the yeah. in the realm of of Japanese classics and restorations I've, I've known for quite some years, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, I don't know, time and industry connections and uh, mutual acquaintances. We ended up becoming personally acquainted and friends. So Eric and Josh and, and Mauricio are all buddies of mine. I actually have them coming down to do an event. But once again, outside of the realm of the import culture, I'm working with an event called the classic auto show. Mm-hmm. They uh, are in, they're doing an event in Southern California. Last year, there was 25,000 people. This wow. year, it's probably about 30,000. Wow. That's crazy. Um, That's crazy. It's a very big two-day yeah. event. That's right. And uh, there's multiple panels going on, and I'm actually hosting one of the panels about uh, the history of import tuning in America and its parallels and similarities to American car culture. Yeah. Well, those and those guys seem to be the perfect guys to have down for something yeah, like that. Yeah, I remember thinking. Yeah, Eric, Eric will be on the panel, um, okay. and... Um, uh, I also have Kenji, who's the head of Greddy USA. Yeah. Oh, yep, yep. Um, Ryan from Rywire is uh, going to be on the panel, so that's three. And then I have one more individual who is very, very much important to me is from the history side of the culture. Um, it's just a matter of, of, of getting them to you know, lock in that day sure. where everyone's got things going on. So those are the three on the panel. Um, but, yeah, the, the JNM Legends, just from their work, from their builds, and then from television, just a, a variety of friends. It just kind of came to a point where we, we sit and we, we talk and we have meals. And, and uh, Eric and the JNM Legends are big, big believers and supporters of the Think Bigger project, which is a very huge thing to me. Good. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, man. So it's just it's just a thing where, you know, um, the Datsun that I built with Discovery Network for uh, Fast and Loud was – a uh, great learning experience. The car was fantastic based on the time frame that we had to do it. It went viral at SEMA 2017 in the Nitto booth. I mean, it was a crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's, like I said, it was a learning experience. And um, I was able to, uh, to, to learn from that experience. And I've got some other stuff planned with personal bills. But 
predominantly it's more about working with like-minded people who are about positivity and quality and um and produce stuff even creatively i've been in the background for discovery network creatively helping them with ideas and stuff like that there's a lot of stuff that i do that i don't talk about you just do it sure. get it done and if if the idea of, of making sure other people know that i'm doing it is so far not even remotely important to me you know <laughs> right. yep. um like tv no one knew that i was in living in dallas doing a tv show because i was busy living in dallas building a car with them yep. so i wasn't disseminating any kind of information um stuff i have planned with the jdm legend the stuff i have planned digitally you just I'd rather go put the effort in doing it, and mm -hmm. then when it comes out, then clearly it'll be evident that I did it, but it's right. not, you know, it's just, I'd rather be about it than talk about it, you know? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people Fair that enough. say things and don't always follow through with them. Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, they might have actually had it planned. Like, but it's, something it's happens, not yeah. not trying to knock everyone and right. say people are lying through their teeth, because many people are lying through their teeth, <laughs> but... But, I mean, like, maybe they did. Right. And something happened legitimately that prevented it from happening. So, for me, it's like, I just don't talk about it until it's done. Just in case, yeah. yeah. That's like, occasionally Yeah, won't. I mean, you know, like, whatever, dude. You know, you're always going to give, you don't even need to give people fuel to to discredit you or talk badly if they yeah, want right. to. But, right. for me, it's like, do it, and then when it comes out, it speaks for itself. Like, my build, I didn't even make any announcement until, like, a week or two before SEMA. And that my build went completely viral. That's crazy. And it only did that because of what it was, like of the quality of the of the execution. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. If your car is whack, then it's not gonna, you know, it's it's just gonna fall flat on its face. Yeah, you know? exactly. So just you, just you know, just let let your work speak for itself. Do you have any plans to uh, redo the Prelude for a fourth version? <laughs> No, I treat I the not. car now as like uh, it's like an iOS so yeah. it's version three point one point one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I already changed the wheels. I took the livery off. I made a couple other changes, so it's like three point one point two. Yeah. Then I did like a certain duct through the headlight that I've always wanted to do. Um, that's three point one point three. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna just tear it apart no. and color change it again. And in I don't see the point in doing that because that car is. Um, uh, I'm working with a, a certain suspension company to make custom coilovers for it, like full race, two ways, um, and a couple other things. But in the end, it is, dude, it's fast. It's completely fun. It's uh, it's a a raw driving experience. I mean, the sounds of everything from the VTEC crossover to the spool and the blow-off valve, mm -hmm. and just it's just wild to drive, man. It's fun. So. That's I work and travel so much that that I, I don't get to enjoy the car on um, sometimes even a monthly basis. Barely. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's a whole section of this year, like a four to six month section of this year, that I am going to be in another state or a country almost every weekend. Wow. Like and a if professional there is every other weekend, <laughs> then like the one weekend that I'm back, I'm trying to see like. Family, or, yeah. or maybe just not do anything. You right, know? you got to have time for yourself. Just relax for a day or two. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to London four times this year. Wow, uh, just that would is taxing enough. Definitely. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Just a jet lag. And, and then everything. I, you know, I work daily, so it's not like my job is social media. That's accessory, you know. That's mm-hmm. why posting for people that follow me on Instagram. Sometimes I don't post on my actual page, like, but, but like once a week. Yeah. And that's considered suicide, man, because the algorithm destroys you. Yep. When oh, yeah. you don't post daily or two to three times a day, or you know, you just. A lot of people don't understand it, it. There's all kinds of, you know, complexity behind that. They want you to post uh, X amount of times a day, yep. um, with X amount of time in between, at X amount of like prime time. And if you do that and use X amount of hashtags, <laughs> you will get bumped up, and more people will see your post. And it's a because remember, it's owned by Facebook. So Facebook, you know, now you have to pay for a hundred percent or even fifty percent of the people. Who like your business. Yeah, which I find stupid. It's, a, it's ridiculous, it's just, man. I mean, they have all the power. Right. You know, people can people get mad at it all they want, but you chose to utilize their social media. It's true. So they want to charge you 500 bucks a month so that the same amount of people that used to see what you posted will see it now. Yeah. Well, if you don't like it, get off that channel. Yeah. True. That's what's tough. I was on Instagram so, I mean, before it was bought. <laughs> seven years, man. Yeah. Yeah. That so, makes it hard. Um, and Instagram's probably going to end up being the same you know so i don't know man Who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah instagram's is, already messing with the the algorithm the way it pops up in the news feed and, and the certain ads that pop up for off of whatever you googled last like it's just correct it's nuts correct. Man. yeah that's that's what they do and it's going to continue to get more complicated um or, or, or and people are going to have to end up paying or something that's probably what they're going to do yeah but, um but yeah man i mean i i i'm just looking forward to uh to doing that and I don't plan to rebuild this car I do have changes and different ideas of little things here and there but I'm the color and, and the the track stance the contact patch the the current geometry of things the the the, the setup as it as, as what it is right now is, is good and mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I don't foresee myself rebuilding it there's so many ways to, to reach other builds and to creatively contribute and inspire I don't need to do it uh, with another new car, at least not right now. I mean, trust me, my friends, I have the itch. <laughs> oh, I'm I have sure. so many different chassis and ideas of what I'd like to do. But uh, for me, I'd rather invest in the Think Bigger project and its various branches, reach people, yeah. uh, positively influence and inspire. And you should see the messages I get. Man, you should see some of the uh, some of the builds coming out where the guys are, you know, we, we correspond and they're like, dude, your build has me doing this or inspired this entire build there's some all out full-blown top to bottom wild builds coming out about there's a good five or six i can think of right now Jeez. that should come out all within the next year or so wow it's exciting they are going to be phenomenal man i mean uh you know <laughs> it's pretty pretty crazy you know so um it's it's a very big honor to to find out about it, and then specifically to have the person just say, "Dude, you know, I just want to shake your hand. Thanks for coming to this like I don't know this city or this area. I know you're from somewhere else, and and I just want to let you know that you know I I read about you or saw this or something, and they're like you inspired me to go uh, to go all out and stop what I was doing with the car and, and backpedal and start over and just make it." better and better and some of these builds are so good man so good i mean 
Here, you just wait. I don't know. I mean, hopefully they yeah. don't have any. Proof. Hearing your excitement yeah. is yeah. is getting me fired Definitely. up already. So I, I mean, I almost don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to have any clues. I'm just <laughs> keep an eye out for things there's now. There's a good spot that I could think of that should be coming out this year. That's great. And they are going to be. I mean, it's obviously how someone, you know, presents it. Are they going to do like videos? Are they going to? I don't know. Put mirrors underneath it. I don't know how they're really going to let the world be able to see the detail, or they might not care to. But it is. Uh, you know, just full-blown, uh, and I'm not talking about bright colors, and I'm not talking about, you know, there's a, there's some people who do that, and that's cool, you know, everyone's got different tastes, you know, some people dress in bright colors, some people paint their car bright colors, I mean, some people think that the mint on my car was a um, was going to be in the same kind of category, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about how whether you paint the car black, right, or you paint the car uh, blue or red or whatever you paint it. I'm talking about if someone were to take off your dashboard, if someone were to remove your, I don't know, you know, trunk or something, what are they going to see? Right, yeah. It's real detail. I mean, a lot of what other people are doing, it's just it's just on the outside, you know? Yeah. It's Definitely. well done. It's nicely painted. It's a good engine bay. And that's about it, which is not a bad thing. But people try to treat that like that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm like, nah, man. You just yeah. wait, you know, yeah, like the right. back half from the front seats backward of my car, for example, is an entirely redesigned interior. Yeah, yeah it's, know, it's crazy. You know, <laughs> it's a rear seat delete slash fuel sump and tank and filtration, you know, um, stand and there's fluidity and geometry that went into it. And cult- even the, the Canton oil AccuSump matches the braid on the line, which matches the braid in the engine bay, yeah. which matches the calipers which matches the livery. You <laughs> right. cannot tell me a car that has a nice engine bay and a great paint job is even remotely in the same conversation as people no. who are rotissering their cars who are using, yeah. like I did, 100% brand new nuts, bolts, and washers. Who's, you know, you take off my dash and the, the pedals and the, uh, the dash and, and steering column support bracketry has all been tumbled and gold zinced. Yeah. It's just not the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just, and, it's a different world. <laughs> It's a different world, and, and, and if you really think about it, it actually doesn't take that much more effort. Because if you took your dash off to do a quality paint job of your whole chassis, mm-hmm. well, your dash was off. Yeah. Why didn't you do it? Yep. Exactly. Right? There's nothing revolutionary about media blasting or tumbling or gold zinking or powder coating or anodizing, right? Exactly. It's all been there. You know, but that's that's what it's about. Some of the guys that are coming up, dude, wait till you see their cars, man. It's I'm just excited. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, one of the cars that really dope, man. really excited me this year, which you put up a picture of, was um, Riley Starr's Firebird. That thing was just insane. Yeah, so there you go. There's a lot of uh, import styling on a sure, yeah. domestic chassis, and there's a lot of domestic styling on import chassis, and there's a lot of that, dude. I mean, there's a lot of variation. SEMA, you know, is, is a very much American car and hot rod and muscle car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but there's so much in the off-road world, and the sport compact world used to have a massive influence in the early 2000s, mids, and whatnot, and it's like, you know, it's fizzled out, and, and, and now, you know, there's been a resurgence. Classic Japanese cars, if you look at the the Type R at Barrett Jackson, if you look at Porsches, yeah. uh, if you look at all these Japanese classic cars, Supras and NSXs, their yep. market value is skyrocketing. I'm, I'm clinging on There's to my car, hoping for that same thing. 
I got my. Uh, uh, I have a 1990 Celica Alltrack, which there was never a lot of those in this country. So I'm like, please, please that, give me some of that car, money man. coming towards me one of these days. <laughs> that's a rare car. That's an awesome car to have. There was so, a, there was so about yeah, 1,800 man, I mean, of them. I think there are real life effects yeah. of what's happening. There's real life effects to to the stuff that people who before me who inspired myself and others, myself and so on. There's real life. Tr- uh, manifestations of the of the inspiration. So the people who are like, well, I don't see that person being influential, and I don't see that. That's because they don't want to see it, but yeah. it's coming. And the people, half the people who are putting these cars out, they'll flat out say, if one were to ask them, which I don't care if people ask them or not, but they'll say, man, that I I was inspired by, uh, you know, Rywire's GT3 Integra. I was inspired by yeah. Big Mike's that thing's amazing version, whatever. Yeah, and that's a big honor. But even if they don't say that, you can see it. If they weren't doing something before and they're doing it now, then it's working. It, I don't need credit. Like, I tell people who order from the project, you know, they tag me half the time. They tag me, but they don't put the, the .com, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually message them, and I'm like, thank you for tagging me, but I don't even care if you tag me. Just put the, the .com or, or some message of, of why you ended up even buying this or, or why you support this. I don't care if people know that I started the Think Bigger project. I don't want more followers. I don't care about that. That's all side effects. I just want people to that follow you since you support it and you, you chose to post about it. You don't even tag me. Just put the .com so that one, two, five, ten, a hundred people will be like, huh, that's a, I don't know, a dope sticker pack. That's a dope shirt. That's uh, that's whatever, whatever. Okay, da da dot com, thinkbiggerproject.com. What is that? It, I don't even care if they know it has anything to do with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they can go to the dot com and do with that what they will. You know, see the YouTube content, find the podcast, find the apparel, and decide if they want to to be a part of it too. You know, but but uh, I always tell people it happens all the time. I'm like, dude, thank you so much for tagging me, but please just put the website address. Just don't even tag me if you don't. I don't care about the <laughs> tag part. You know, yeah. So the 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 effect is very real and it's spreading. You know, I've I've shipped to you know Canada, Hawaii, uh, Belgium, Germany, uh, London. You know, Japan, and then in the U.S., just everywhere. You know, yeah. Uh, so there's there's it's growing slowly, steadily, and uh, the positivity that's emanating out from it is. Uh, amazing and i just feel blessed to be able to be a part of the culture that i love so much well, that's awesome man yeah that's really what it's about right there you know? yeah man i think i think we'll end right there on that note um give yourself some shout outs where shout can, out what to, is the website where can everyone go and help support and, and check out everything you're doing uh okay awesome uh yeah man so everyone thank you for listening um you can see more about the project at home base home base is the website just www.think biggerproject.com from there you can see the YouTube channel link um, there's a blog link that's going to come up I'm going to start blogging more people have been asking me to do that and even though it seems interesting um, people are saying that they will and want to read quality content yeah. so um, yeah thinkbiggerproject.com the podcast is embedded on there you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify Stitcher Amazon's Alexa, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Um, it, the Think Bigger podcast is just one branch of the Think Bigger project. Um, and my personal IG is a great way to see the events and the travels and the cars and 
all these different things that I'm working on uh, for the culture, and that's uh, at the Big Mike. T H E B I G M I K E. The Big Mike on Instagram. That's the only social media I use right now. Um, no Facebook, no Snap, none of that. So keep it simple. Uh, yeah. yeah, I appreciate you guys. I look forward to hearing from you, um, and uh, you know, support the project because the project's not about me. It's about us. It's about the culture. 100% of the proceeds from any sales of slaps and, and hoodies and apparel of any type goes back. 100% goes back into the project. That's so awesome, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you, man. man we appreciate it a lot. Thanks for calling in. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. You too, man. You too. Take care. All right. Bye. So that was Big Mike. The Big Mike. The Big Mike. Yes, indeed. Great podcast. Very yeah, man. awesome guy. He's got a view of, of the world how... I feel like we kind of do almost more, yeah, a little bit I, more old school. I wish more people viewed the world know, that way. The world would like, be a better place, you know. But again, like I said on there, like the only way people even know about this is because of things we were complaining about. So exactly, you know, it's just put your phones down once in a while, just live. Except when you're you know? listening to the podcast. Well, you keep your ear pods in or whatever. <laughs> just uh, stop staring at that screen. Look at what's in front of you. Well, Brandon, we had a little bit of a long podcast today. Long so one, yeah. We're gonna get out of here. We got the Super Bowl coming. I gotta get some wings going, dude. One last time, who you got? I got. Realistically, I, ha- I have the Patriots winning. What score? Like I said earlier, I think it's gonna be a big one. I think it's gonna be like thirty-eight twenty or something like that. I think they're gonna put it on them. I'm gonna oppo- or oppose you. Good. And contradict you. I hope you're right. And say <laughs> the Rams are gonna win. Okay. Thirty-eight. To oh, you're going with my score, but the opposite, 38. 31. 38, 31. That's going to be a game. close game. Okay. I like it. As long as there's a zero and a four in there at some point and I win the school, the well, Super Bowl. You just picked the, the final score well, no, to the, not have you win, though. That's the final score. <laughs> I wanted the half times first quarter or third quarter. Oh, you want to win the final, though. That's yeah, where the no, big money's the big at. Money. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, where can everyone find you? They can find me at Streamline underscore photography. And every once in a great while, which is not very often, I post pictures on Streamline underscore Ken. And Brandon, where can they find you? They can find me at bpotsy on Instagram. Uh, hit me up on there. Or uh, be potsy photos on Facebook. Let's uh, it's February now. Yeah, it's car season's coming next month. Let's start setting some shit up. The first cars and caffeine podcast. I got some ideas or, flowing. The first cars and caffeine show not podcast. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> also coming up. Let's give yeah. that a shout quick. End of March. End of March. Last Sunday of the month. Let's uh, let's get it big, right? Let's get six thirty one River there. Street. We'll be out there taking the pictures. Professional, right there. Oh uh, yeah, cars and our um, nineteen forty five speed and custom. Yeah downtown troy let's Let's take over that whole street all right thanks again for listening everybody guys